0: BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Child drives and dunks. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue.
1: Log three, Haas. Yes! TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live.
0: On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard.
1: Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar pregame live tonight. The BYU Cougars host the University of Utah in a highly anticipated game at the Marriott Center. It's been a full week since BYU played its last game last Saturday night. The Cougars were in Salt Lake City at Vivint Smart Home Arena, taking on Weber State. BYU improved to eight and two with that seventy-four to sixty-eight victory. TJ Hawes kept his hot streak going with a team high twenty-four points. Cougars Playing really good basketball right now, and I don't think you need to read too much into the Weber State game at all in terms of who had a good game with uh, in regards to Weber or how close the score was. BYU's body of work through its first 10 games is certainly. Impressive. Now, Utah has also had a week in between games. They face Utah State also at Vivint Smart Home Arena as part of the Beehive Classic. The Utes are 7-2 entering tonight's game because of decisions made by, and I use decisions in quotations, made by Utah's coach and administrators. Utah hasn't played BYU since 2015, and they haven't been in Provo since 2014, citing ridiculous safety concerns. Utah chose not to to play the game in Provo last year. They canceled that game, so getting this game scheduled and played is actually a big deal, considering that there was really no guarantee that Utah would ever honor that return trip to Provo. Now, one thing that BYU will certainly be challenged with tonight is Utah's size in the post. The loss of Dalton Nixon is a big deal in general, but bigger because Utah is so big down low. That aspect will certainly be something to pay attention to all night long as the Cougars try and snap a three-game losing streak to their rival to the north tonight's player interview is with sophomore forward yoli childs he along with elijah bryant lead the team in scoring right now both averaging 16.2 points per game yoli has really become the player that the opponents circle on the scouting report he has done a nice job of adjusting to that fact and i talked with yo about tonight's game here's our conversation You've had this many days in between games. You guys played last Saturday. Don't play again until this Saturday.
2: What have you been occupying your time with? Yeah, it's definitely a little bit different, but it's definitely a good time for our team to refocus and focus on what we do because a lot of times when you have so many games back to back to back, you're, you're spending so much time scouting other teams and, and worrying about how you're going to guard the other teams and how you're going to attack them, whereas we've been able to take this week and really get back to what makes us good and we've been able to just focus on uh, what, what makes us great individually and what makes us great as a team. So it's definitely been a great opportunity to refocus. Has it also been nice just to kind of catch your breath a little bit? Uh, I don't know how much of that there is. Uh, <laughs> the, guys, the guys on this team work really hard. Everybody's getting up early in the morning to work out before and work out before practice, after practice. So everyone on this team is, is still on it, and it's still just working really hard.
1: What are those things that maybe you or the team in general are are working on as you head into this game on Saturday?
2: Um, as a team, we're just working on a lot of uh, a lot of our concepts, a lot of being able to score better in transition, being able to get the ball popping moving around. Uh, we're working a lot on uh, a couple times. Lately, we've been a little bit stagnant going through our first sets and getting into that uh, second action. So we've been working on being more aggressive in that first set. Then personally, I've been doing the same thing a lot of guys have been doing, just begin coming in and getting extra reps, working on our shot, working on free throws, working on post moves. So just all those extra reps pay off.
1: I'm around you guys enough to be able to to know that you guys are – you guys are pleased with the start to the season, but correct me if I'm wrong, certainly not satisfied with the
2: way things are going, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 8-2, on paper, it sounds like a good start, but uh, we're, we're not satisfied with, with anything other than perfection, honestly. Uh, looking back, both of the games we lost are, are very winnable, and... We've taken the we we've taken those games, we've taken our wins, we've taken our losses, and we've learned something from each game and this is just a hungry team that's continuing to grow because we have a lot to prove.
1: With everything surrounding this game, it's not just a rivalry game, obviously you know the history and, and all of the the outside things. How do you guys look at this game against Utah? Uh,
2: we're really excited. I mean the environment's awesome. I haven't played them. Most of the guys on our team haven't played this game, but uh, I assume it's going to be a lot like when Gonzaga came here last year with, in terms of uh, how the fans show up and their support. So that's really exciting. And uh, Utah's a great team, so it's going to be really fun to be able to go out and compete against them. But we're just focused on ourselves and getting better every day because we know the preparation we've put in will, will get us ready for moments like this. So we're just focusing on ourselves and, and taking everything one day at a time. Coach actually uh, told us a quote by Bill Belichick the other week. Uh, they asked him about all the things he's accomplished in his life and all the all the accomplishments in his career. What is he looking to do? And he replied, saying, "Well, the top of my list would be having a really good practice today." So we kind of talked about that, and that's our mentality: is we want to have a great practice every day. When we come in for our individual workouts, we want to have a great individual workout because when you think too far into the future, even if it's just a couple days or a week, then you're not doing the things in the now to prepare yourself so we're just we're just focused on the now you mentioned
1: the emotions and obviously it's going to be a pretty fun environment do you guys have to not get caught up in that in terms of getting too amped up because the energy level will be so high
2: yeah i mean you you have to use it to your advantage it's it's a lot easier to get excited and a lot easier to to get going for a game like that i mean that's that's why you play is for for games like that and for an environment like that but you definitely can't get too ahead of yourself you definitely can't get worn out in the in the <laughs> pregame trying to do everything but i think the guys on this team are mature enough to understand that and we'll just be ready to go through uh, 10 games where do you think you are right now i think i've had i think i had a decent start but i'm definitely not where i want to be uh i'm i'm pretty hungry right now though and I've been putting in a lot of extra work, a lot of extra reps to, to get to where I need to be to help this team win because ultimately that's that's what it's all about. It's about this team winning and this team success. And I know and the coaches know the things that I need to do better to make sure this team can win any game.
1: How has the adjustment been from being a guy that certainly people had to pay attention to but now with most opponents being the number one guy that they try to stop.
2: I mean, it's it's really nice with the guys on the team that we have. It would be a different situation if uh, we had guys on our team that weren't as capable of players, but every single player on this team is a great player. So no matter what you want to take away, you're wrong. If you want to come double me in the post, I'm just going to kick it out and Eli might drop 30 on you or he'll just skip the one more to TJ and TJ could have 30. So no matter what the defense tries to take away, they're wrong because we have five great players on the court at all times no matter who we have out there so it, it's pretty nice to have such great teammates last thing you only what would a win against your rival mean on saturday night to you guys uh it's definitely cool for the for the in state it does a lot for future recruiting and all that stuff but at least for me personally it's it's just one more win that we need to check off it's just it's just another game and Me and the rest of this team, we go into every game with a mindset that this is a game we need to win. So with that mindset, we're prepared for this. Thanks, really. Appreciate it. Good luck. Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: Yoli Childs as I mentioned alongside Elijah Bryant tied for the team lead at 16.2 points per game and Yoli man he has had a fantastic beginning of the season and you can just see his confidence growing with his game it's just fantastic to see him work down into the post obviously seeing him try and stretch his game a little bit taking it out to the perimeter uh, this is a this is a guy that uh is going to be the number one option for BYU for the next couple of years, and I know Cougar fans are very excited about that. Coming up next, we're going to head to the Marriott Center. We're going to go right next door for our courtside conversation with Mark Duran. And, oh, I know he's been looking forward to this game for a very long time. We'll talk with Mark next. Cougar Pregame game Live continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Counting you down to tip-off with Cougar pregame live.
3: 75, 66, a Zuck attack and Provo.
0: Now let's rejoin your host, Jason
1: Shepard. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. It's the game that's been two years in the making. BYU hosting the University of Utah tonight at the Marriott Center. That's where we will head right now. It is our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. And I mentioned this in our last segment, Mark. I'm not sure there's been anybody that's looked forward to this game more than you. How excited are you tonight? I'm pretty darn excited. Uh, this is fun. I
4: mean, I'm just sitting here looking at uh, these two longtime rivals warming up and all signs point to a great game in, in an amazing environment. You're going to have, you know, 18 to 20,000 people here, and you got Bill Walton behind me, and a lot of <laughs> excitement. And uh, I mean, I get, i don't know why you wouldn't want to do this. I mean, this is what college basketball is all about. Uh, and so, they had a little hiatus, but we're back at it, and it brings back a lot of uh, great memories for me, both watching as a child growing up and playing, and. And doing this as a broadcaster, it's a, it's a great uh, part of my life. My memories is, uh, is are these games. And so I'm looking forward to adding another one tonight.
1: Um, Lawrence Kraskowiak, certainly not in, endearing himself to Cougar fans. But what did you, and I'm sure this is what you were alluding to, what did you make of his comments that he still doesn't believe that this game should be played annually? I, I just don't understand why... When you've got this type of history, that you would not want to make this a, a an annual game?
4: I really don't know. I mean, it's inexplicable to me to have done what he did in the first place, and I don't want to relitigate everything, whatever. Right. I mean, it's like Democrats and Republicans. Your guy, whatever he does, is is doing the right thing, you know? And. <laughs> so uh he's he's my hillary clinton right now so i mean i just it's hard to imagine why you wouldn't want to do it and i get utah you know they're big time now pac 12 and they maybe want to leave byu behind because they're too good for byu i i I don't know if it's it's an ego thing if it's uh maybe he got offended by how he was treated by nick emery I, i don't know uh but i'm glad that you know he's kind of come around. I don't know what prompted him to get the game back on, but I give him credit for agreeing to play the game. And uh, a part of it, I think, is just has no history with the rivalry uh, other than as a coach, and maybe it didn't mean that much to him, to be honest with you. And what, what does he care anyway? And it's just a chance where his team might have to play a good team and maybe lose a game, and that that that's going to hurt them and their, you know, maybe their NCAA chances. I I don't know, but. Uh, I, I can't imagine anyone with any kind of history uh, in this rivalry would would do what he did. And, I, and again, I don't want to – I don't think there's really any good in, in talking about it or saying bad things about him or, or the program going forward because I, I, want, I want it to go forward and let's move forward with it. But, uh, I mean, he did a lot of damage, and uh, maybe he doesn't think so. But as someone who's, like I said, grown up with the rivalry, he, he did more damage – in a couple weeks than anybody ever has done for this rivalry. And so I'm glad though. And I give him credit for putting it back on the schedule for at least next three years. And cause I think it's awesome. I mean, what can I tell you? I think it's awesome. And uh, other people might disagree and you fans might not want it, but uh, I do. And so I'm,
1: I'm thrilled that we're back at it here in the Merritt Center. Well, in the spirit, Mark, of moving forward, let's look back last week to Weber State. Uh, Neither team, quite honestly, speaking of BYU or Utah, played great last week at Vivint Smart Home Arena. As it pertains to BYU, how much stock do you take uh, in that game and how it relates to playing this week? Well, I
4: I wasn't thrilled with how BYU played uh, against Weber State. I thought it was one of their worst games, and uh, it, it, it it gave me some questions about this week, to be honest with you, because Utah's a much better team than Weber, and, you know, Utah's it, it always presents challenges for BYU, uh, Jason, because they're they're typically a, a big team, and that's caused problems for BYU the last few times they've faced them, and this year, I mean, you got Yoli, but he's undersized, and uh, of course Nixon not playing, but uh, yeah, that, that poses problems, but uh, what they do is they play excellent defense. They extend the defense. It's tough to shoot threes. O- opponents are only shooting 26% against Utah because they extend the D, and then they've got some good size uh, back behind it. So what? Uh, that, that's kind of their modus operandi. We're going to D you up. We're going to grind you out. We're going to play very physical. And then we've got some solid inside guys in Colette and Rosson, which I like very much. So you have to really pay attention to them. And then they're going to hit some threes here and there. And that's how they—that's their formula, and it's been very, very good for them. And so, uh, uh, you know, BYU's obviously going to have to shoot well from three, and it's been up and down. They shot great against Weber, which is the weird thing because it was one of their worst games in my view, but they shot the ball great. Uh, so you're going to have to shoot the ball well from three, but you can't count on the three because U- Utah defends the three so well. So you're going to have to go off the dribble, get in the paint, whether it's TJ, whether it's Elijah, McKay, Jasheer, Beat your guy off the off the dribble and then make good decisions in the paint. Don't get charges. Don't throw up crap shots. Know when to shoot, when to dish to Yoli. And, and I think they just play within themselves, and, and they've done that all this year. They valued the basketball. They play better defense. This is a game that BYU should win. I mean, it really is. Utah is a solid, good basketball team, but it's not a great team. And uh, if, you have, if you think you're a good team and you're an NCAA tournament team, you got to win this game. And if you don't, then you don't, you're, you're not worthy of going to the NCAA tournament or whatever. I mean, a lot can happen the rest of the year. But this is an eminently winnable game for BYU. But Utah does pose some problems for BYU. And that's obvious the last few times they've faced them. It's, it's, a, it's, a, not, a, it's not a gimme for BYU. And Utah seems to always come with a really strong mental game, ready to go. And, uh, and so, I mean, I don't know, Jason. It could go go a lot of different ways tonight, but I'm hoping we kind of see that attitude we saw at UVU come out ready to go and aggressive and not the least bit scared, and I think BYU can do that,
1: then uh, they've got a great chance to win this game. You know, and like you were just talking about, beyond all of the the rivalry stuff and how big it is to beat your rival, you know, this is a game against a team from the Pac-12. It is a game against a good RPI team. This is a game that if you get, this does look good on your resume when the selection committee gets together at the end of the year and decides whether or not you deserve to be in the NCAA tournament. So there's a lot of things beyond the rivalry aspect of this, that this is a really big game for BYU.
4: I really think it is. I mean, this might be the, <laughs> the two roads diverging in a wood here, Jason, for BYU on this season. I, if you win this game, what, you're 9-2, and two and uh, you're probably going to pick up a couple more wins <laughs> next week and uh, maybe get on the radar a little bit. You've got a good win over a, a Pac-12 team that's a good program and maybe get some some eyes pointed your way and people talking about the NCAA tournament for you, and you get on the radar screen and, Obviously, uh, conference play will mean a lot, and uh, you've got Gonzaga and St. Mary's out there, but this, to me, can can really be a, a, a big step up for BYU if they can get a win here. Not so much for Utah. I mean, I think it's a nice win for Utah, but they, they're they going to have so many opportunities in conference to, to get kind of the marquee wins that uh, I don't think this would kill Utah, but it, it, it would certainly be a boost for them. But BYU, this is such a golden opportunity. You've got a team like this on your home floor, you're playing good basketball you got a nice record
1: and uh you know it would be a severe setback to lose this game i'll answer this question myself before i ask you and i'm going to go eli so i'm going to say elijah bryant but when you talk about these two teams and how they match up is there a specific byu player that you would expect to have a big night tonight in terms of how they match up with utah
4: i i think eli is a great one i i picked him to have a big night, 25 points I predicted for e- Eli, and the reason I think that is because he creates a mismatch. You know, BYU's got uh, on the on the wrong end of some mismatches tonight, but Eli, with his size on the perimeter, his ability to shoot and then penetrate, uh, uh, I think is is a guy that could really have a nice night tonight. He's got to be aggressive. Uh, he's got to not pick up the charge when he gets in the paint, but uh, I, I think his unique combination of, uh, of size and and shooting ability is something that the Utah guard line will have a tough time with, and I I, I think that you know, we talk about Nixon being out, but I think Donnie Tillman uh, is is not going to play in this game. At least that's what I'm hearing. So that's a that's a big loss for them. He's their six man, six seven freshman, really really good player, double figure scorer, and so that might even it up with the Nixon injury. But uh, you know they've got the good bigs, but I, I don't know if they have anyone that can uh, really
1: D up and stop a guy like Elijah Bryan out on the perimeter. All right, Mark. Last thing, and I got about forty-five seconds. This game will come down to what? I think BYU's
4: three-point shooting. I mean, it's it's been all or nothing for BYU. Uh, I think they'll play good defense, and you know they'll have the crowd behind them. Uh, and, and, but I think the, the, if they if they're not making threes, it's going to be really hard with the way Utah plays defense and grinds you out to to expect to win. And, and like I said, it's just been up and down for BYU, all or nothing. And uh, you hope this is an all-night. And it's it's tough because uh, it's a big game. You want to do good for your home fans. You've
1: got a good defensive team from the three-point line. So it's going to be a real challenge. Mark, always love our conversations. Thanks for the time. And uh, if you don't mind, if you'd say hi to Bill Walton for me, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, you guys are buds, right? I'll just yeah, say, we hang out. Hey, We've Big J says hey. Thank you, Mark. Appreciate it. We'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. All right. We'll see you. There we go. Mark Duran from the Marriott Center, our courtside conversation here on Cougar Pregame Live. After a quick timeout, look at some scores going on tonight. There's a lot going on. We've got college basketball. We've got college football, NBA, and how about NFL? That's right. We've got NFL scores. We'll give you some of those next. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. Three in the corner, we got it! As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard.
1: Welcome back in. Getting you ready for BYU and Utah. Coming up at the bottom, or excuse me, at the top of the hour at the Marriott Center. Again, 9 o'clock Mountain Time, 11 o'clock Eastern. We're getting you ready for the big rivalry game. The game has not been played here in Provo since 2014. They have not played each other since 2015. There will be a lot of excitement tonight at the Marriott Center. Let's update you on some other scores. BYU women were on the road at Cal. Things did Not go well for the Cougars. The Bears beating BYU 70 to 45. Cassie DeVagere leading the Cougars with 10 points. We're going to jump around just a little bit. We're going to move to NFL football. How about this one? Two games today in the National Football League. The earlier game in Detroit had the Lions hosting the Bears. Detroit wins by 10 by a score of 20 to ten. And the late game tonight, it's really the battle for the AFC West. The Kansas City Chiefs hosting the San Diego Chargers. It was all Chiefs early on. The Chargers have taken a three-point lead at 13 to 10 at Arrowhead with 920 to go in the third quarter. All right, top 25 action. Kind of a scare for Gonzaga in Spokane. The 12th ranked Bulldogs hosting North Dakota and North Dakota forced overtime. In overtime, it was all Gonzaga. They outscored North Dakota 20 to 14 in overtime and the Zags win this one 89 to A couple of other finals in the top 25. It was Kansas eking out the one-point win, 73-72 at Nebraska. Number 23, Arizona wins at New Mexico, 89 to 73. Texas Tech, 24th ranked in the country. They win by 20 at home over Rice, 73 to 53. It was number two Michigan State winning at Oakland, 86 to 73. Oklahoma wins at number three, Wichita State, an upset for the Sooners. They win 91 to 83. 83, Miami, nine better than George Washington at 59 to 50. Kentucky wins at home over Virginia Tech, 93 to 86. Xavier defeats East Tennessee State, 68 to 66. West Virginia over Wheeling Jesuit, 98 to 50. And it was number 15 Seton Hall winning big at Rutgers, 60 or excuse me, Rutgers defeating Seton Hall, 71 to 65. So another upset in the top 25. That's going to do it for Cougar Pre-Game live. Coming up next, we're going to send you to the Marriott Center for the Cougar pregame coaches show with Greg. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've
5: got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This
0: is the Cougar Pre-Game Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now let's head back to the bryant Heating and Cooling courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubell. <laughs> Good evening, Cougar basketball fans, and welcome courtside inside the Marriott Center on the BYU
3: campus here in Provo, Utah, as tonight the BYU Cougars and Utah running Utes resume a rivalry that took an unprecedented one-year hiatus at Utah's behest. Tonight the Utes are BYU's guest as the Cougars seek to extend the five-game win streak while ending a three-game losing skid against the Utes. Greg Rubel here with me, courtside, former Cougar hoopster, legendary BYU Ironman, Mark Durant and uh, Mark it's been three years since Utah last played here it'll be another three at least until they're back here but the Ute Cougars are playing again the circumstances surrounding the interruption uh, well documented uh, so the attention surrounding this game is understandably a little uh, heightened tonight
6: yeah, I mean
4: what a crazy couple of years uh, has certainly been discussed I don't know that we need, we need to rehash any of that but the fact is calmer heads have prevailed we're back doing what i think is an important game every year a fun game it's going to be packed here you've got two very good teams this is so fun for me greg you know my history with the rivalry and growing up and it it just didn't feel right not to be playing this game so better late than never but here you've, you've got it in front of you so you got what you wished for greg now you got to take advantage of it. And BYU has had several opportunities in this building against good teams to really make a statement and, and really come up short, to be honest with you, in the last couple of years. So this is kind of your last big chance before conference to do something that everyone will hear about, everyone will see. Everyone knows Utah's a good program. You got them on your home floor. This is the big, big chance. Rivalry notwithstanding, but you add the rivalry and what went on. I don't think we've had this game as highly anticipated in 20 years between these two schools. Coming
3: up next, we'll get what uh, Dave Rose has to say about this one. The Cougars head coach coming up next as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues. Live from Provo on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're tuned to the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show.
3: Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Flood score again. Just here hard. That was
0: pretty. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. All
3: right, so we are inside the Marriott Center for some late Saturday night hoops. BYU and Utah with a 9 p.m. tip on ESPN2. And, of course, here on the radio, Cougars playing for their first six game win streak since the 2014 15 season. I spoke with BYU head coach Dave Rose a short time ago here in the Marriott Center about the type of team Utah coach Larry Chris Krzyszkowiak brings into Provo tonight.
5: Well, it's a it's a big, strong, physical team. Um, I think that uh, it's really well balanced scoring-wise, um, and then then they're really good at, at executing defensively. They're tough. Uh, it's it's a pretty similar team to kind of what we played. Um, you know in the last few years since he's been there i i think that uh what what, what's a little bit different is i i don't don't know if the team is quite as deep as as maybe they've been they play their point guard a lot of minutes he's a fifth year senior guy and uh you know i could see him playing 40 minutes here in this game tonight so um uh, other than that i think it's pretty similar
3: and that point guard is uh, kind of the mystery Ute that I discovered had played against BYU historically. He had a couple of games against you from Long Beach State. So there are actually three guys that have played against BYU, but only one as a youth. But yeah, Bibbins, in fact, his collegiate debut came on this floor.
5: Right. And it was a pretty good game, too. <laughs> the game came. Up to the 90s. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and it was close at the end. And uh, and then we went back and returned the game. And, and uh, that was that game we played at 2 o'clock in the morning, you know, tip for, for the tip on marathon game. game. But. Um you know I, I I think it is kind of a uh, kind of interesting Greg I I've, I've been in a lot of these games and uh I I've somewhere around 40 I would imagine because for 15 years we played twice a year and last 5 or 6 years we played once a year and then a couple in the tournament so uh you get close to 40 and these these uh, the, this game you know it feels pretty much like all the rest of them going into it you know it's a it 's an important game once the thing tips then we 'll uh, try to you know just deal with the, the you know the game itself so'm I'm, I'm excited for our students i'm excited for fans that uh you know that we were able to get. Uh, this series going again. Does it feel like
3: there's been a year off, or the memories come back so quickly that it's just we're playing them again?
5: Well, you know, it, it felt like a year off when we started preparing for him this week because I really hadn't paid much attention to him, you know, for almost a year and a half. Because once we knew the series was off, and I actually thought it was going to, you know, be off for quite a while, the way that it was explained to me and. And so you just kind of move on with your business, but then you get into it again, and then you start, uh, you know, watching film every day and practicing and going after it. And now it feels like we've kind of been doing this for, you know, it seems like we've been actually preparing for this game for about a month. <laughs>
3: well, it has been a full week for sure. Uh, what kind of week was it for you guys? It was
5: good. Good. The guys, uh, the guys were really uh, um, focused in practice. So, you know, I, I think you know we practiced a little bit longer because I think we had uh, we didn't have a game to, to prepare for and. And uh, I think we kind of dragged at the end, but uh, the beginning of practice for the first hour hour and a half, the guys were really good.
3: You going the same way tonight
5: yeah, yeah we'll start the same way and uh defense is really a priority for us in this game to to try to get them to to do things they 're not comfortable doing they 've got two or three guys that are really good when they get the ball in the spots that they want, and hopefully we can you know kind of um, you know make it difficult on them and uh you know, and then our offense all needs to be based on how they're going to guard us and what they're going to do and then us respond to it. If we go in with with predetermined ideas of how we're going to do this, we'll end up forcing stuff all night long because they're really good at taking things away. And so hopefully we can get the ball to the second side, to the third side, soften that thing up a little bit, and then get some good shots and then be able to make them.
3: Defensively, are you more worried about their backcourt or their bigs right now?
5: Well, you know, their their big guys are, are – uh, you know, they're just long and active, and I think that, uh, but a lot of their scoring comes from their guards. Like I said, it's a balanced team, and I think they, they do a really good job of executing their, their, their stuff, but I think they'll go down inside, especially to start the game, and, and that's something that we've got to be able to really handle.
3: Feel like a long day, late night. We do a lot of these things in the course of the season, but it's the first nine o'clock game. For yeah, the year. and
5: some games, uh, the the late night start feels like a longer day than others. And yeah, it's been a long day. I'm glad to get this thing started, and uh, you know, I, I I think it'll be a really good game. I think we're we're, we're well matched with them, and uh, you know, hopefully that we 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 got a good feel to our group as we're competing here tonight. All right.
3: Well, best of luck, coach. We'll talk to you afterward.
5: All right. Thanks a lot, Greg.
3: That is Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar Pre-Game Coaches Show. The Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next live from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports
0: Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Uh-huh.
3: shot score! Dalton Nixon! Fly right to the rim, up there.
0: This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant heating and cooling courtside seats and join Mark Durant along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, once again from the Marriott Center at Provo,
3: BYU and Utah tonight. The uh, Cougs eight and two on the season, winners in their last five. Utah is seven and two, and uh, the Utes are three and two in their last five. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with you courtside, our statistician. BYU sixth all-time leading scorer Russell Larson, Jason Shepherds, our studio host. Carter Malloy is our control board operator. You are tuned in on the New Skin BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Our terrestrial flagship is KSL News Radio. We are also on network affiliates and Utah. Utah, and Idaho, and around the world online at byuradio.org, byucougars.com, ksl.com, as well as the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, the KSL app, and the TuneIn Radio app. Great to have you along with us tonight. We hope you enjoy our broadcast late into the night. Mark, BYU played in one its first game without Dalton Nixon available, but uh, the Cougars played a season-low seven guys last week as a result, and they kind of grinded out a win over Weber State last Saturday. Now against a team like Utah, uh, the impact of Nixon's absence potentially amplified. Uh, they're a little deeper with bigs than BYU is. Nixon's defense a rebounding even his fouls I think will be missed tonight.
4: Yeah, I think so. I mean, he does some good things. He, he's very consistent. You know what you're going to get from him. He can finish at the rim. Excellent offensive rebounder particularly. Does a great job guarding the pick and roll because as his size and quickness, he can guard either the guard or the big man on that. So that really hurt BYU against Weber State. They're going to have to have worked on that this week without Nixon. But you know, Utah, it looks like, I don't know if uh, Tillman's going to play in this game. So it's kind of equal. You lose uh, those types of guys. But Certainly Colette, Rosson, I'm, I'm very impressed with. And they got a seven-footer off the bench. So th- that's really a strength for Utah, their size. Not that Yoli, I think Yoli's a better player than any of those guys, but he's not as big. So that's always a problem against Utah, size. And when
3: you don't have Nixon, that hurts. All right, the Utah perspective coming up next with assistant coach Andy Hill as the Cougars and the Utes renew their rivalry. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Lays
3: it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Oh.
0: Let's head back live to courtside. All right. up, so BYU and Utah
3: coming up top of the hour. Utes. Uh... 7-2, and two, BYU 8-2. and two. A win tonight would be the Cougars' highest profile victory of the season and really a much-needed boost to the Cougs' postseason portfolio. BYU's eight wins on the year. Only three have come here in the Marriott Center. The Cougars 3-0 and in true away games. Utah, meantime, has played only one true away game this season, and the Utes lost it at Butler. So enemy gyms have been a somewhat unfamiliar setting for the Utes. And uh, the Marriott Center will be unfamiliar for all but a couple of Utah players. Uh, point guard Justin, really just one Ute, uh, Justin Bibbins is the only guy who played here in the Marriott Center, did it as a Long Beach State 49er years ago. I spoke with Utah assistant coach Andy Hill a short time ago about the lack of history between players on teams and a rivalry that's uh, all about history.
6: Yeah, it seems a little different. I was thinking about that today. A lot of guys... You know, it's, it's new to them. You know, I think their team was saying that as well. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be some unfamiliar territory. I think some of the in-state kids obviously have grown up around it, so they've seen it and, and been probably to one gym or another to watch. And obviously we've got some legacy kids whose parents played at Utah or BYU, so they're familiar with it. But as far as against each other, no, it's a little different. So we're back on for at least three years. How does that feel to you guys? I don't really know. You know, I, I – I didn't know it was three years until you just said that, actually. So, uh, obviously, the the rivalry's back on, and I think next year we're playing in the Jazz Arena, right? And then then to your place. There you. you go, yeah. So, I think, obviously, the fans will enjoy it. Now,
3: this uh, Utah team has played one true away game so far. How much was learned from the Butler game, and how do you hope it benefits you here tonight?
6: Well, I think a lot. Obviously, Butler's a really hard place to play, just like here. Uh, A lot of tradition. Uh, They've got an excellent team, and so I thought we did a good job uh, for most of the game. There was a couple three- or four-minute periods, uh, especially at the beginning of the first half, I think from like 16 to 13 that it got away from us there, and then we got it back, so hopefully we learned on the road to uh, not let it be too big a game of runs, you know. You don't want to get into where the other team has a 15-point run and then you're coming back. Uh, obviously, you know that being on a another team's home court, there's going to be some runs. You just want to be able to limit them. And obviously, you guys have a great home court here, and uh, we'll have to limit those runs in order to have a chance. How much of your team's excellent three-point defense is tactical execution? How much is teams teams on not making shots? Where are you on that? Hey, that's a heck of a question. If you can figure it out, let me know. Uh, usually, our, our team has been and <laughs> good three-point field goal percentage defense, uh, but even better at two. uh, It's always hard to hold opponent's two-point field goal percentage down because there's going to be enough shots, offensive rebounds, different stuff, but uh, I think we've done a good job on scouts of making sure to guard the right guys at the three-point line, and obviously that'll be a key tonight as you've got some shooters out there. Uh, And then our two-point field goal percentage, we'd like it to be a little lower. Defensively. Yeah, Yeah. defensively, uh, I think uh, part of that is offensive rebounds. You you know, at different times that's been a little bit of a uh, Achilles heel for us where you give up enough of them and they're going to put back, them in yeah. yeah so I think that's that's climbed it up but we've we've tried to pride ourselves in defense uh, it's been a staple of our program and uh, it's something we want to continue so hopefully whatever that recipe is for that three-point field goal percentage defense we're going to need it tonight Colette's
3: doing a nice job not fouling out but I think he's finished eight of his nine games with either three or four fouls how much has his foul trouble been trouble and how much is just a number right now that really doesn't Play into it at the end of the game.
6: Well, that's a, that's an interesting question. Like I, I would think right now, it's just a number because he hasn't been in substantial foul trouble yet. But in the past, you know, it's a correction that he needed to make on some fouls that maybe uh, he didn't really earn i mean sometimes you earn fouls and they they happen you know especially uh, being a post, and the game's physical and tonight it's going to be physical so some of them you earn but there's some other ones that maybe he could have controlled uh that he didn't and i think that's what he's learning to do is to control not getting that silly one and if he'll do that then he can play more minutes donnie tillman didn't score against utah state if he doesn't go tonight what do you miss without him Well, he has a degree of physicality and toughness for a freshman. You usually don't see uh, frames like that on a freshman. I mean, he's got a a nice, thick physical frame, and he's got a degree of toughness to him, uh, and that obviously will miss on the glass, and and you saw the Butler game, driving the ball to the hoop and just finding a way to get it done, which is, for a freshman, sometimes you get swallowed up a little bit in the physicality, but he doesn't really get intimidated mentally or physically, so we'll miss that a little bit. Obviously, some other guys uh, are going to have to step up, and uh, if he's not ready to go, then that's what it is. Okay. Finally, Andy, some thoughts on this BYU team. Yeah, heck of a team. Uh, I've been really impressed in watching them. I think uh, they would agree there's a different commitment to defense, and uh, they're doing a nice job with it, and so it's it's definitely a noticeable difference. I think uh, offensively, they're playing really efficient. Uh, they're using their players well, and they've got some good players out there. Uh, yeah, not not quite as fast and free. Yeah. A little bit more efficient, using guys a little bit more in the half court, and uh, it's a noticeable difference. So obviously we're going to have to do a good job on both ends in order to have a chance, and uh, they make you earn some baskets. Uh, we're going to have to earn them in here, you know, with their defense and the crowd. All right, that's
3: Utah assistant coach Andy Hill. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Some BYU Hoops trivia once again for you tonight. Here is this evening's question. Who are the only two BYU players available to play tonight who have previous playing experience against Utah? The answer coming up next... As the Cougar Tip-Off show continues, live from Provo, on the new skin, BYU Sports
0: Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off show. will drive it, give to
3: Yoli, with the thumb, and another
0: and one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. Getting you set for BYU
3: and Utah. Time to get the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine, who are the only two BYU players available to play tonight who have previous playing experience against Utah. Mark, what do you think? It's got to be Luke and Zach. I mean, they're the only couple
4: guys that have been around that long ago, and so those are the two.
3: Luke Worthington, two games against Utah, and Zach Selyus, one game against Utah, and that is it for the Cougars on the floor tonight. Our closing segment of the Cougar tip-off show straight ahead on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Cougar tip-off show rolls off. pass, Celia's three... Got it! Zach Selyus makes it a one-point game! Let's head back live to courtside. Time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report.
3: The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds. Close to home, just text ER to 23,000 for current ER wait times. Tonight's injury report has Ryan Andrus and Braden Shaw remaining on the sidelines. And Dalton Nixon has joined... Those two on the sidelines. Dalton Nixon is out with uh, a foot injury and will not be available tonight. That will do it for our Cougar tip-off show. Starting lineups, opening tip coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.